Adrian Rogers once told of a young preacher who used to preach, Thou shalt not. Then he began to preach, Thou shalt. And finally, this young preacher ended up preaching, Thou. You know, there's a great pressure today to water down the truth of the Word of God. There's a great pressure today to water down the preacher's message. To do away with things that would make the congregation feel uneasy, uncomfortable, unentertaining. In other words, to only preach of the love and mercy and grace of God. To, to never speak of His holiness, His justice, and His wrath. To only speak of Him as shepherd, never as judge. To only talk about heaven and just kind of conveniently forget about hell. To focus on shortcomings and mistakes and indiscretions instead of calling much of that what it is, which is plainly S-I-N, sin. If we're honest, we always want to leave church feeling good about ourselves. We, we don't want to fall under conviction. We don't really want to alter our lifestyles, our habits, our philosophies. We don't want those to be challenged by the truth of the word of God. In all honesty, we'd rather laugh than cry. We'd rather rejoice than mourn. We'd rather stay the same than change. But you see, beloved, God's man, God's preacher is not in the pulpit to entertain. He's not there to make people feel good. He's not there to win a popularity contest. He's not there to tickle men's ears. A true preacher is simply a messenger. A true preacher is simply to proclaim, thus saith the Lord. A true preacher is just to point people to the word of God and share what God's word says. When a preacher approaches the Bible to prepare for a sermon, he doesn't come to the word with this question. What can I say? A lot of guys, I think, during the week, what can I say? That's not the way a preacher should approach the Word of God. Rather, a preacher should approach the, the Word of God by saying this. What does it say? Or in other words, what does God say? You see, the preacher doesn't invent the truth. He delivers the truth. And I was reminded of all this as we continue journeying with Jonah. We're in Jonah chapter 3, and I hope you found it by now. If not, turn to Jonah chapter 3. And you remember, Jonah's been given a second chance. God said, go to Nineveh. And Jonah said, no, I'm going over here. And he was swallowed up by that giant fish. And God has given him a second chance as he repented of that fleeing from God. And we find that he's given a second chance. And we come today again to chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And the word of God says there, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, I want you to notice verse two, arise, go into Nineveh, that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Let's read it again. Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. In other words, he says, Jonah, go to Nineveh and you preach. What I tell you to preach. I like what John Butler said about the preacher and the preaching. He said anyone sent by God to preach is under this edict. 
God is the great editor. God is the great editor. He will decide what is to be said, what is to be written and what is to be proclaimed. The message is God's, not man's. Now, mark these references down. Listen to these words from the word of God. Isaiah 21, 10. That which I have heard of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Listen to this passage from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap in themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. We understand, beloved, the message is to be God's word. The preacher is just the messenger boy. Jonah was to go to Nineveh and preach what God told him to preach. So the question is, what did God tell Jonah to preach? Well, look at verse number four. We know in verse three, he got up and he went. But look at verse four. Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey and he cried. Now, I want you to hear his sermon. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, that's a message that will make you popular, won't it? I mean, that's a message that will fill up the stadiums, have the crowds and sell a lot of books at the book table. 40 days and God's going to destroy you. 40 days and God's going to cast down your city. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know how Jonah delivered this message. I don't know how he preached this truth. In other words, knowing what I know about the book of Jonah, knowing what comes later in the book, one has to wonder if Jonah was a little bit glad to preach this message of judgment. He hated the Ninevites. He didn't want to go there in the first place. He got to the point he almost rather died than go preach to them. And now God gives him a second chance. Says, Here's your message, Jonah. Go and preach 40 days. I'm going to destroy you. One has to wonder... If perhaps Jonah was even a little bit glad and maybe a little bit mad all at the same time and how he delivered it. I don't know. But here's what I want you to understand. Truth is still truth regardless of how it is delivered. Truth is still truth regardless of how it's delivered. The message of judgment can be delivered by a broken hearted, weeping, compassionate messenger or... It can be delivered by a mad, streaming, red-faced messenger. Now, we know the way it should be delivered on most occasions, right? We're to speak the truth always out in love. And we ought to have a tact about us. But, you know, regardless, truth is still truth, regardless of how it's delivered. Whether the person is right or wrong and how they say what they say, it does not change the fact that if it's truth, it's still truth. Are you with me now? The fact that a preacher delivers it poorly, the fact that a messenger delivers it even in a wrong manner, doesn't change the truth. It's still truth. But here's the question. How do we know the truth? How do we know if the message is right? I mean, when a messenger stands up, when a preacher stands up, how do we know that what he's saying truly is the truth? Well, here's how we know, beloved. 
We know if the message is grounded in and brought from this book, the word of God. That's another reason why you need to be bringing your Bible to church with you. Whether it's me up here, whether it's one of our revival speakers, no matter who stands behind this pulpit in your Sunday school class, you need to make sure that what you're hearing, what you're being fed, lines up and is from this book. It's the Word of God. Make sure. Listen, if you're not bringing your Bible to church, bring it with you next week. It just makes sense, doesn't it? You wouldn't go today to go play softball and not take your softball glove, would you? I mean, you wouldn't go and play tennis this afternoon and not take your tennis racket. You wouldn't go help build a house and not take a hammer. It just makes sense. If you come to God's house, bring along your Bible. Bring along the Word of God. Follow along. Make notes. Mark it down. Know it. Listen, we're going to use this every week, I guarantee. Not one week's going to go by we don't use this book. If we do, may God help us. If I do, you get rid of me. This is God's Word. We preach and stand and teach God's word. It's inerrant. It's inspired. It's authoritative. It's the final authority for faith and practice. The word of God. And you know what? We're to still preach it every single Sunday. Follow along. Take notes. Look up passages. Bring your Bible. Listen, that's one of the things we're going to emphasize in Teen Kid. The kids are going to bring their Bibles with them. They're going to get rewarded for that because we want to instill in them that you're to bring the word of God. Now, listen, I'm not beating you up. If you didn't bring it today, I'm not going to mark you out. You leave today. OK, bring it next week. Why? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2:15, study to show thyself to prove to God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That reminds us of something. If this book can be rightly divided, it also could be wrongly divided. Things yanked out of context. Listen, how many cults take a little passage of Scripture and twist it and distort it and make it say what it does not say? You need to check and make sure you're being fed the truth. First Thessalonians 2.13 says this. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Which effectually worketh also in you that believes. First Thessalonians two thirteen. In other words, beloved, the man of God is to take and stand with the word of God and preach the message of God. Now, here's some other encouraging news. We know that truth is still truth regardless how it's delivered. But we also understand that the preacher, the messenger, is not responsible for how the people respond. The messenger, the preacher, is not responsible for how the people respond. You see, the preacher, the teacher, the Sunday school teacher, you're to teach and preach the word of God. And it's God, the Holy Spirit, who takes the written word, the spoken word, and applies it to the heart of that individual. Now, that should encourage you. It should encourage you. Why, preacher? Listen, when you witness, when you share the gospel, when you point to verses in your Bible to talk about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ... When you publicly share your faith, listen, it's your responsibility to share the gospel. It's not your responsibility how that person responds to the gospel. That's one thing you'll hear emphasized over and over again as we study share Jesus without fear. You see, it's God, the Holy Spirit, who takes the word of God, convicts and works in that person's life. Our responsibility is to share the gospel. You're the messenger. You pray. You share God does the work. That's encouraging. 
That's encouraging. We don't save people. Listen, if you save them, you yourself save them, they're doubly lost they were before you began. You've given them a false assurance, a false hope. God saves them. You share the gospel. Now, maybe you're thinking, preacher, this is this is good stuff, but this is for you. You're the preacher. This is what you do. I mean, you, you should use this for devotional material. You should have kept this in your study. What does this mean to me? It means everything. Listen, we've already learned that truth is truth, regardless of how it's delivered. It's still truth. It is truth. Sometimes, listen, sometimes we have to overlook the messenger to get to the message. That's hard to do. Boy, that's hard to do. We have to overlook the message to get the message. We've already learned we're not responsible for the results when sharing the truth, when sharing the gospel. God, the Holy Spirit does not work. But there's a couple more lessons here for us today and we're done. You ready? When you don't like the message. Now, I'm, I'm going to clarify this. A Bible based Bible message. When you don't like the message and you get mad. Don't get mad at the messenger. Get mad at God. You say, preacher, get mad at God. I wouldn't. Listen, if God's man stands with God's word and preaches God's message and you get mad, you're not just mad at the preacher. You're mad at God. Think about that. That's tough, isn't it? Now, see, somebody's getting mad at me right now. Don't get mad at the messenger. You say, well, he's a convenient target. Yeah. But ultimately, your anger is directed toward God. If it's a true Bible message. Furthermore, listen, if you disagree with the message. Now, again, I'm going to clarify a Bible based Bible message. If you disagree with the message, you're not just disagreeing with the preacher. Listen, you're disagreeing with God. In other words, here's what you're saying in not so many words. You're saying that you're right and God is wrong. (laughs) Ever heard anybody say this? I don't care what the Bible says. I think this and so. Ever heard anybody say that? You know what they're actually saying? I don't care what God says. I think this or so. Listen, this is God's holy word. Authoritative, inerrant, infallible, inspired, without error, perfect. This is God's word. It's the final authority. And if you disagree with this book, you disagree with God. Man. Now, listen, the preacher, the Sunday school teacher, the youth worker, the team kid coach. We're not to preach our own ideas. We're not to preach our own thoughts. We're to teach and preach the Bible. Listen, we're to do that whether anybody agrees or not. (laughs) We're still to preach the word of God. That's the other lesson we need to get. Listen, we need to make sure that we're giving others the word of God and not our opinions. We need to make sure we're giving others the word of God and not our opinions. That, that counts whether or not you're talking about an official capacity. We've got a lot of Sunday school teachers. I thank God for you. But listen, make sure you're teaching the word of God, not your opinions. It also applies to me give out counsel and we talk to people. We give out assistance. Even in casual conversation, let me ask you something. When somebody asks you for advice and counsel, maybe they're having a difficult time, they're having a tough time in their life. What do you say to them? What do you say to them? Be honest. Don't don't answer out loud. What do you say to them? Do you ever say to them, 
Listen, this is what God says in his word. Or do you say, listen, on Oprah the other day, on Dr. Phil last week, on The View the other morning, on the evening news the other night, that this expert, this person said this or that, the other. Now, listen, don't get mad. But think about that for a moment. Where do you point people? Believer. I mean, we say that we are people of the book. We're Baptists. We're Southern Baptists. We stand on the word of God. We preach the word of God. Do we live the word of God? Do we point others to the word of God? Now, listen, for you to be able to do that, that necessitates something, doesn't it? For us to know how to share the word of God, to know what God's word says, it necessitates that we be people of the book. We be in the book. We be in the Bible. I can't tell people what the Bible says if I don't know what it says. Brother Lanny has some great thoughts about that this morning in our Sunday school class. About just how important the word of God is. When someone comes to you for counsel, for advice, to get your thoughts, you need to use these words. Listen, the Bible says. God and his word says. You say, well, they won't like that. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're a believer, you built your life upon the word of God and upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to share the truth. You say, I'll be popular. It doesn't matter. What did we just say? We're to preach the truth. The world hates Jesus. The world hates what the Bible teaches. Now, there's certain portions it loves and it pulls statues it wants. But we're to do what? We're to preach the whole counsel of God. We don't avoid the hard stuff. We don't avoid the stuff that makes it a little uncomfortable and easy. I'm sorry. God's word is forever settled in heaven. God's word is the final authority. If you don't agree with it, you disagree with God. If you get mad about it, you get mad with God. Jonah, God didn't say, Jonah, I want you to go in and make those Ninevites feel good. Don't be too hard on them. I know they're wicked, evil sinners, but, you know. No, God said, John, I want you to go in there and here's what I want you to preach. Forty days, 40 days. And none of us shall be overthrown. I want to be honest with you, beloved. While we should not be offensive in sharing the gospel, we should be people of diplomacy and tact and love. We ourselves should not be offensive when we share the gospel. Listen, the gospel is offensive. You know why? Because the gospel says that everyone has sinned. The gospel says that everyone is condemned to hell and that everyone needs to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. And people are not going to like that. A lot of people. We ourselves should not be offensive But we have to understand the message that we share. It is offensive. Now. Let's wrap up this lessons. I want you to understand. And I can remind myself of this a lot as a preacher. Our goal in life as Christians. Listen. Our goal in life as Christians. Is not to be liked by everybody. Do we intentionally go out seeking to get people to not like us? No. But listen, if you're going to live a life for Jesus Christ, if it's really your goal to glorify God, to grow more like Jesus and to go with the gospel, 
There are going to be people who despise you. There are people who can't stand you. Listen, don't give them reasons for your own personal life while that's the case, but just live consistent Christian life. And they're going to dislike you. But see, our goal is not to be liked by everybody. Listen, did everybody like Jesus? Well, they nailed him to a cross. They killed him. Why? His very presence, his very presence brought about a conviction. And he preached strong message. And he declared that all had sinned. You know, as a pastor, I have to realize my goal is not to please everybody. I, I hope I'm your friend. I hope you like me. I'll be honest with you. I, I despise confrontation. I hate it. I like to be alive. I, I like to have fun. I like to laugh. But listen, I understand that if I stand and preach the word of God week after week after week and I don't compromise it, there are going to be those who do not like me. But I have to keep on preaching the truth. Now, if I've ever done anything personally to offend you, that's another story. I want to get that right. And I want you to come to me and I want you to always feel free to do that. But listen, if something I say from this book, the word of God, if it offends you, if you get mad about it, if you disagree, take that up with God. Take it up with God. And you go to him. You say, God, I don't like what you said. You say, I can't pray like that. No, I won't pray like that. That's really the way you feel. God, I don't like what you say there. Yeah, Jonah, he was a pretty rough character, wasn't he? Later on, we'll see, God, just kill me. I'd, I'd rather be there than these Ninevites. Just, it's not a, listen, let's get these lessons. Truth is still truth, regardless of how it's delivered. We ought to deliver it in the right way. But it's still truth, regardless. The messenger is not responsible for how the people respond. He's to give out the truth. Listen, don't get mad at the messenger. Get mad at God. Don't just disagree with the messenger. Realize you're disagreeing with God. And listen, here's a really important one. For daily life and official service here. Always make sure you're giving others the word of God. And not just your opinions or someone else's opinions. Take them back to the word of God and say, listen, I know you're having this problem. God's word says and leave it there. All right. Teach the truth. Share the truth. Share the gospel. Live the gospel. Trust Christ. Live a Christian life. But realize even when you do all that, there are still going to be those who can't stand you. Listen, they, didn't, they couldn't stand their master either. And is the servant above his master? No. They hated Jesus. They're going to hate Bible preaching, living Christians too. Be encouraged. God is faithful. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth. Thank you that it cuts. It pierces. It makes us uncomfortable. It convicts us. And Lord, I thank you for that. Father, I pray today if anybody here has never received Christ as Lord and Savior, I pray today that they'll realize they're a sinner, they're lost, they're undone, but Jesus died and was buried and rose again that they might have life. He gave his blood that they might be cleansed. And I pray today the Holy Spirit would convict them of their sin and bring them to repentance and faith. And the Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you'd help us as believers to stand strong 
for the truth. To realize and accept that the world is not going to love us. But Lord, help us to please you in all things. Help us to realize it's not popularity that we're seeking. It's your honor and your glory. Help us to be gracious in delivering the truth. Help us personally not to be offensive in what we say. But Lord, we realize the gospel will be offensive to people. But help us to share it anyway. Help us to respond appropriately. All of us here, preachers and teachers. And sometimes we want to turn them off, shut them down, pick pick them apart. But Lord, if they're preaching your word and preaching your truth, I pray that you'd help us to deal with you concerning our response. We get mad, we disagree, we get all upset to come and just be honest with you and allow you to work in our lives. Thank you for Jonah. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the lessons we're learning. Revive our hearts. We pray these things in the Savior's name. Amen.